Hello, and welcome to A Pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan. My pronouns are he, him. And today I am joined by... Hey there, guys. My name is Tyler. Uh, pronouns are he, him. I'm going to be playing uh, Ricky, the fire-aspected street exorcist. Hi, everybody. My name is Christina. I will be playing Elion. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and Elion's pronouns are they, them. Uh, they are a water-aspected investigator. Hi, everyone. My name's Cody. Pronouns are he, they, and I play Amalar Divine, the air-aspected shady businessman. Hi, my name is Britt, and I play Resh Ferris. My pronouns are she, her, as well as Ferris's. She is a wood-aspected dragon-blooded who has a familiar named Zeke, who is a ferret, and she's kind of a performer, petty theft. And this is Exalted, like a dragon-blooded. Hey gang, welcome back to Cheers Hero. We resume this episode by dealing with some Lintha, meeting Desert Bloom, and heading back to the Desert Basilisk. I wanted to mention up top some rules questions that may come up. First is that a battle group does get routed, and we still gave them stats. Normally when routed, battle groups just become open targets. I made this call as a way to let people roll dice and feel cool, because sometimes Exalted does come down to the feeling of rolling a bucket of dice. Later on, we bring up the profiling system, which is a special use of investigation that lets you do criminal profiling like Sherlock or Francis York Morgan. Bonus XP to anyone who gets that reference. While it's not mind reading, it lets you guess a lot of things or lead people on to the correct conclusions. The other big system we start using is intimacies and instill actions. Intimacies are how people feel towards certain things and instill actions let you give them emotions. Intimacies are a part of the core social system, which Exalted excels at. Look forward to it being used a lot in this game, and I will give a much more in-depth description of it later on. Also, during this game, I made the wrong call regarding Dragonblooded Excellencies, giving bonus abilities when you're not specifically invoking the Excellency. We fix that after Session 2. And finally, you may notice that I am asking for people to stunt instead of letting them do it naturally. This is because stunting sometimes isn't natural for role players to do, especially constantly to up their defensive or offensive numbers. So I am trying to get the crew in the habit of doing it. You may notice that during session one, despite my inclusion of pronoun checks at the start of the episodes, that I did misgender Elian. I apologize as a storyteller and am an idiot because of this. Also, I know I mentioned updating the World Anvil page. I'll be starting that this weekend as we lost power here for a few days. With that out of the way, enjoy the episode. Okay, uh, as the essence strike pierce, uh, hits this thing, it lets out a... Like a loud, squelching, weird noise coming from, from its demonic throat. Uh, this thing seems bruised and hurt, but it's not going down just yet. You, and on the next turn, you are going to reset to three initiative. So, um, so with that, you said I did four damage, right? Uh, yes, you did four bashing damage. Cool. So once that hits and it makes its cry, uh, Elian, like, retakes the, f the pose, and, um, you see their fists begin to crackle more and kind of this aura of energy goes around them and they seem to sink deeper into a particular stance. And I get to take on, uh, I think I'm going to take on my form at that point. I do. You, uh, when this happens, you see in this glowing orb of energy form as they go deeper into their blazing lotus form. I just have to get an orb to reflexively go into it, and I beat the decisive damage I needed to get to get that orb. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, that that is pretty cool. Okay. You get to just automatically go into your form. Like three different conditions I have to meet to get an orb, and I just have to get an orb to go into reflexively activate my form. And you get to, you have like this floating orb that goes above your head. Uh, next up is going to be Ricky. I'm going to get a little spicy. I love it. I would like to flurry a attack action and also a presence roll. Okay. 
I have a charm. Yeah, the Burning Dragon Mien reduces the penalty I take for flurrying by one. I'm not sure what the penalty normally is. I'm sorry, not the Burning Dragon Mien. The Unbearable Taunt Technique. Okay, so the uh, the the thing for a flurry action is is that regularly when you flurry an action, you suffer a minus three die penalty to each action that you're using. So that uh that thing that term you're using reduces it to only a minus two, and okay. then your defense is also reduced by one. That's fine. So what I want to do is I want to look to the to the to the pirates in the dock, mess with everybody. I'm gonna be like, hey assholes. I'm going to, like, tap my staff so it, like, jingles twice, and it's going to ignite at the end. It's what Cheroscuro thinks you're a fucking demon. I'm going to smack it directly in its open, gaping maw while it's screaming. Just bash its fucking face in. Like, just splatter it everywhere. And I'm going to use uh, Unbearable Taunt Technique as well as the Cleansing Flame Strike Technique from Janissary Style. Uh, an orate fire streaks along the Silas Decisive Attack. Adding one die of damage and ignoring two points of hardness. Against creatures of darkness, she deals aggravated damage and doubles tens on the damage roll. Holy shit. Yep. So, I guess I just attack first? Uh, you would attack first. Okay, uh, so I thought that was a pretty cool, uh, I thought that was a pretty cool attack stunt, so, uh, have, have two dice and an automatic success. Use my initiative. Uh, no, so right now you are just rolling your uh, your decks and uh, martial arts to hit. Okay. You have that minus two from the flurry, but then you also have the uh, plus, plus two, two yeah, from, yeah, from the other one. And the auto success. So it's just nine dice and, all mess, and no accuracy, right? Correct. No accuracy. You hit it. So then you're doing a decisive strike. You have a uh, initiative pool of 10. Yep. Or go ahead and roll 10 damage for me. So that's five? That is, in fact, five, because you do double uh, double tens on uh, these. Oh, wait, I need to roll one more die damage. I add one from Cleansing Flame Strike. Oh, yeah. Nope. Nope. I'll, I'll take five. And if hardness is a factor, it is reduced by two. Uh, hardness is a... Uh, hardness is basically a, 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 a yes or no statement. So, like... Basically, either you have enough decisive, you either have enough uh, damage to get through its hardness, or you don't. There's no in between. Okay. And since I let you roll damage, that means you definitely had enough to beat its hardness. Ah, uh, okay. But the more important question, though, Tyler, is: Can you make me that uh, that intimidate check real quick before we go sure. any further? Uh, that's presence and wit, charisma and presence for that intimidate. Okay. And the auto success on that as well, or yeah. If that is not great, I can toss some more modes in the fire. I have a few more. Uh, no, you're good. That uh, that matches their resolve. So we're gonna see some things in just a second. Also, for your uh, for your viewing pleasure, my anima is absolutely flaring now. Okay, so Tyler, uh, I have one question for you. Mm-hmm. How do you want to do this? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I just kind of want to cave in this demon worm's face, you know, like, uh, you know, like there's like a clear, there's like the ring indent with like the lantern is clearly visible. and It's like smushed in jellyfied mouth. It's probably some brains leaking out very dead. <laughs> and I would like to like, as the worm falls, I'm just going to like fall the fall and like walk off of the worm casually. <laughs> As you smash this demon worm's face in, uh, as the as these people were not expecting someone who could just wreck creatures of darkness to be here, um, and your very successful taunt as well, uh, the worm and the ship begin to sink into the depths of the harbor as the Lintha look and see what that you have done to their worm and raise up their weapons and begin to run away as they have failed their route check. Divine and uh, Ferris, um, there are running demon worshippers. What would you two like to do? Specifically look for the one who hurt uh, Ferris the most. Because if I can only get one, I'm getting that one. And depending on how many range bands away from me he is depends on uh, 
what my next action is. Let's say he's about uh, he. Uh, you're walking up. Uh, we're kind of outside of initiative-ish. Like basically, the the main threat's gone. Uh, that battle group will be gone in a second. And also, Tyler basically scared the shit out of them. You know, with him and uh, Elian basically making extraordinarily quick work of a fairly powerful demon. Yeah. You're closing the distance. You're at short range to the battle group. Dope. Uh, so I am going to spend five moats to jump off of, uh, to leap the uh, range band to close it into uh, close range. And then my elemental bolt attack says it costs four moats and then plus one anima. What does the plus one anima mean? Oh, um, you can uh, use a uh, level of your anima to extend it to medium range is what that means. Okay, yes. So I don't have to do that because I'm within close range. Yep. All right. So seeing not letting a uh, slight go unpunished, uh, Divine channels his... uh, channels the air around him and leaps into the battle group, trailed by crackling lightning as he lands within close range of him, uh, just lets out a flash at the uh, closest one to uh, Ferris. Okay, and are you doing a withering or decisive attack? Okay, so I will let you know this. Uh, Withering attacks tend to get you more dice and you can do more damage since this is technically a battle group once a battle group's initiative is reduced to below zero they just start taking health damage so a withering attack is actually the best way to deal with a uh, battle group gotcha so yeah a withering attack with it okay that's accuracy plus my dexterity plus throne right uh correct and you're using the air version correct Yes. So then you ignore three soak. Uh, only if they're wearing metal armor. Uh, they definitely are. Ah, then yeah. With a total of three successes. So while he's doing this, uh, Elian's gonna look over at Ricky. Are we trying to keep any of them to interrogate? Ah, you know, that's not really my, not really my area of expertise. I don't know. Ah. I guess the people. Killing people is kind of bad. I mean, my area of expertise is not interrogating, I would say, but investigating things. We can take all their stuff from them. That sounds like a nice plan. Maybe they have some gold underneath all the all the demon bones and gross. If you want to. I just thought it might be interesting to find out. Well, they, did, they did cause us a lot of trouble. Yeah, I just thought it would be good to find out who sent them, possibly. And, uh, Cody, what is the base damage on this? The damage on this is 10 plus my essence, so 12. Oh, okay. Uh, in that case, then, you are dealing, um, roll me 7 damage dice. The lightning arcs through a couple of them, and just, uh, a few of them just get singed alive as a few, as a few of them kind of die from it. As you oh. have brought the whole battle group into initiative crash and are now dealing actual damage to them. I, I guess I was wrong. I guess we're killing. <laughs> Ferris, uh, how would you like to deal with these people who uh, pushed you around a little bit? Some of them are trying to dive off of the harbor and into the water. Uh, if they're leaving, I'm probably just going to let them go. Okay. A few of them get electrocuted by uh by Divine coming in and being upset that uh I guess everybody kind of forgot that he was there for a little bit while uh while Ricky and uh Elian had some fun being martial artists. Damn it, I'm gonna get in this fight too, whether they want it or not. So my understanding about how being a fire aspected and having your anima flare um like water aspects, you know, Make up a little poison gas, you know, or, or the earth guys make some poison, the water guys, like, you know, 
get a little stormy, and I just actually like things start sit like getting set on fire. Literally, is that happening? <laughs> Give me a moment, and I can tell you because it just hit the first uh, the first level of your anima banner, right? Oh, right. There's levels. That's right. But I recall fire aspect going pear shaped pretty quick. Uh, right now, you are fine and are not uh, like you are giving off a little bit of heat, but you're not uh, actually causing an anima flux, which would cause your uh, uh, everything to like start like being on fire. Okay, probably just take a dip in the take a dip in the harbor, cool yeah. off a little bit. Let's see, glowing. The Dragonblood's anima outlines her body in glowing colors of her element, and her aspect markings become more pronounced. Okay, yeah, so, like, you're giving off a little bit of, like, heat and everything, but you're not doing, uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm simmering. I haven't boiled over yet. Okay, um, so question for you guys. Do you guys leave any of these, uh, any of these Lintha alive, or try and capture any of them? Is there a protocol for dealing with bodies of creatures of darkness? Burn them. That's what I do. Unless somebody stops me, I'm just going to continue taking pot shots at these guys until they're all dead. Or have jumped into the water. I mean, if they jump into the water, Elian can breathe underwater and they're going to go and retrieve one for interrogation. Uh, so if I see uh, Divine just carving through them slowly, Elian's just going to look. Just, can you leave at least one so that we can interrogate them and figure out who sent them here? Oh, yeah, obviously. Like, finding out who sent them here means that I get to kill more of them when we find their home base. Like, there's obviously got to be more, right? I was going to say that, and then kind of straighten up their outfit a little bit, and kind of, you know when a martial artist kind of comes out of their stance and just kind of decompresses a little bit? They're going to do that and just kind of collect themselves, and the kind of electricity or energy around them is just going to ebb down into like nothingness and the little orbs going to fade out. There's certainly a demon body burning on the dock. So as this is all done there and you can see that the, uh, uh, Akoki, uh, she's his swords. There is the sound of metal on stone as there is a light uh, clapping uh, coming from a form that is approaching down the pier. There is a form uh, that is dressed in uh, very light silks, is wearing metal heels, and is smoking from a three-foot-long pipe, has a uh, like see-through veil over their face. The two of you who live in Chiroscuro recognize this as unmistakably as Captain Desert Bloom. Oh, well, that was quite a show that you all put on, wasn't it? Uh, yes, that was, uh, not exactly expected to have some lintha scum come into our town, but, hmm, really glad that we chose to put you two here. It's very, it's a very good choice of the matriarch. Yeah, Elian's just gonna do, like, a polite nod in uh, the captain's direction. Ah, well, then, uh, yes, well, I see that you all have already met my two uh, friends here. Uh, this is uh, Ricky and Elian. Uh, good, good friends. Good, good, useful people here in Chersguro. Uh I assume that this is uh, Mister Divine and uh, oh, Resh Ferris. It's so nice to meet you. I've heard so so many wonderful things. The pleasure's all uh, well. Pleasure's all mine, Captain. Those are uh, wonderful shoes you've got on. And I'd like to use auspicious first meeting attitude to, uh, upon meeting a character for the first time, the dragon blood may combine a read an intentions action with an instill action to create a positive tie towards themselves, making a single charisma appearance or perception plus socialized role against the lower of the opponent's guile or resolve. Give them a nice firm handshake and let them know that we're here to be friends. Okay, um, since you're introducing yourself like that, I will give you a one-dot stunt for that, so that'd be two extra dice. If there's anything else you'd like to boost with it, I will let you know that he has a fairly high resolve and guile at uh, at a four. I want to just do that for now, because uh, loquacious courtier technique is uh, reflexive, and if I need to boost it, I can... Uh, Okay, so loquacious courtier technique is an excellency, which means that it has to be decided on when you make the initial roll. Gotcha. 
be two moats per success. So I'll go ahead and use four moats to add two automatic successes and then roll it. Okay. So that's seven. All right. So uh, you said that you get to uh, give him a positive intimacy towards you. Is that what you're saying? It says positive tie. It doesn't specifically use the words intimacy, so I don't know if those are the same. Uh, That is pretty much the same. So, yeah. Yep. Creates a positive uh, intimacy towards me. Okay. So he has a positive intimacy towards you. Uh, uh, Currently, it is a minor intimacy, and it is going to be a good first impression. I dig it. Oh, well, my, 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 I'm so glad that you could, uh, that you're a connoisseur of good craftsmanship. I actually got this, I actually got these made personally over in Gem, yes. Cost me quite a pretty penny. Well, a couple jade talents, actually, that I stole from a realm ship, but we're not talking about that. So, um, we're all here for a job, yes, yes? Yeah, we're, uh, we were told to, uh, what was the words? Get us a seat in the city or lose our heads. So we're just, you know, here to keep our heads on straight. Oh, yes. Well, uh, Matriarch Goistara is very, very demanding. But don't worry. She's she, she's a sweetheart once you get to know her. So I guess that I'll be showing you all to uh, my place of residence, and then we can discuss... Uh, the plans after, uh, how about some nice tea? Do you all like tea? I love tea. It's okay. Tea sounds wonderful. So, uh, you guys are leaving the harbor with a Lintha in tow with you. I assume, uh, have you guys wrapped his, uh, wrapped his hands and feet to make sure that he doesn't go anywhere or do anything? I mean, probably. I would assume we have something that we could do that or makeshift something to do it with. Oh, man, I was just going to put my arm around his shoulder and be like, listen, buddy, you don't want to try to run. It'll only be worse. We could always break a leg. You won't go nowhere then. I feel like with everything he's seen, he would be too scared to run. But you never know. Sometimes people are stupid. I'm going to look at the, the dude and be like, so your options are we can bind you or you can behave because I will not be responsible for what they do if you do not behave. Uh, this Lintha pirate, uh, looks directly at Elian and then, uh, spits on the ground in front of them. I guess I won't be held responsible. I'm a fucking Lintha. What do you think that we're, that we do? That we just come in here and just, just hey. kill me already. Hey, Brandon. Oh, uh, you know what? Nah. But wait. Hey, Brandon. Yeah? Is this, uh... Close enough to the encounter to still count as uh, meeting this pirate for the first time. Yeah, sure. I'd I'd, I'd probably say so. Cool. I want to spend five modes of mana for uh, not mana, shit, essence, for to use my auspicious first meeting attitude and be like, look, bud. I don't know what Lintha are, but uh, we can be really good friends. Or I can get my uh, demon punching buddy to break your kneecaps. Or we can be really good friends. Okay. And then I roll. Which is you roll against his resolve, correct? Uh, whichever's lower, either his guile or his resolve. Uh, they're both a fucking two. Oh, dope. Hey, Brendan. Do you? While well, he's looking that up, do you happen to have the regular results to book up at the moment? Uh, no, not yet, but I can pull it up in a sec. All right, I have it up. Page 225 to profile a character. When you get a chance. Yikes, Cody. I just had to roll two. So, since you've already rolled, you can't really add on to that roll. Uh, basically, the way that the everything works for Exalted is, is that you, you declare the amount of charms that you use. Um, before you roll. Gotcha. And for reflexive, I always forget how that applies. I know we've discussed it before. Reflexive is usually something that can be used instantly to help out with a roll, but once the roll is 
uh, once the roll is made, you can't add on to it. Gotcha. It's basically once the die leaves your hands, it's in fate's hands. Uh, for profiling, that is a perception and investigation against someone's guile. Okay, uh, I think it was more of a, what all can I get from profiling somebody? I don't know if that's listed. I'm trying to pull it up myself at the moment. You uh, Basically, you get a brief rundown of basic facts about the characters that aren't immediately obvious, such as social class, occupation, uh, where they were an hour ago, or similar. Uh, this isn't mind reading or magical divination, but it will allow the character to get a basic idea of what someone does and possibly notice some incongruous details. It does have a specific rule to it that uh, you must be interacting or spending uh, time watching them of at least five minutes. So I'm going to spend four motes out of my peripheral. And I'm going to use permeating insight. I assume that that's an investigation charm. It is indeed. So that adds uh, two non-charm dice to your roll. Is there anything else you would like to add before that you try to profile this guy? You said perception and investigation? Yep. Well, that's nine dice as it is. So I think I... hmm. I thought the same thing with eight dice. Okay. I, I make sure to check out your excellencies because sometimes excellencies give you extra stuff. Um... I assume, Christina, since your character is very big into investigation, that uh, you have the investigation excellency. Yeah, I'm looking at it and debating if I want to use it or not, but I do have it. So one of the things to remember about that is that uh, if you use it, you can spend, uh, basically, you can spend up to your investigation. So uh, I assume your investigation is a five. It is. So you could spend four motes to get two automatic successes added onto that. On top of that, any time because that you just have this, anytime that you use this with that by adding successes, you also always re-roll sixes until they cease to appear on any roll involving investigation. Is that just a blanket or only when I'm using it? I believe that that is a blanket. I will look it up uh, for next game, but for now, I'm going to just make the call that it's a blanket because uh, the Excellency is a little bit weird uh, compared to how I'm used to with uh, Solar Excellencies. Okay, that's perfectly fine. I'm just going to go ahead and chance it without using the Excellency and just use my Permanent Insight. Oh, uh, before you roll, did you want to stunt it in any way? Besides mostly just interacting and talking with him, I'm just going to be looking him over kind of checking his posture, his attire, his mannerisms to see if they seem familiar to anything I've seen before. So I don't really know if that counts as stunting or not. No, you gave me a pretty basic description of what you're doing. Uh, that It's not the best stunt, but it is definitely worth an extra two dice. And then please re-roll those three sixes so then we can see what your total is. All right, so eight successes. Tell me what his mother's maiden name was so I can hack his... <laughs> All his information. Okay, um, question. Um, Does your character have anything in lore or occult? I do have a singular dot in occult. Okay. You have probably at some point heard of the Lintha. They're not super well known but they are known enough that having a a dot in a cult would let you know that they are uh demon worshiping pirates from the west but because of that that does help out a lot on the uh the profile role so what you can get from this guy uh is that they are obviously a pirate of some kind but you knew that going in what what strikes you is the way that uh he holds himself is he has a better posture than the other pirates that you saw. So either he's newer to this or he uh, has a better, uh, yeah, he has a higher, you can kind of guess that he might have a higher standing. Obviously you already knew where the, he was an hour ago. He was on a boat on the way here. But the more interesting thing that you find out about this guy, besides the fact that he might be more of a uh, higher up, is that he is constantly fidgeting 
with some brass jewelry uh, in some way, shape, or form. Um, if his, uh, if you guys have like bound his hands at this point, like he's kind of just shifting it like across his chest as it. He's basically wearing like a like a pirate's vest, and then he's just like bare chested, and he's got a bunch of intricate jewels and rings that are all made of the same weird uh like kind of like rotting green brass would i uh notice or understand why he was fiddling with brass since i know a little bit about these guys if uh elian points it out to you you might have an idea but just real quick uh you know uh one of the other things is is that you can tell uh elian that the they uh that this pirate is actually missing a few like uh digits like actual like ends of like fingers like he is uh, he has seen a lot of battle and has uh lived a life basically taking all of this in i'm just gonna hold uh ellen's just gonna hold their finger to their lip for a moment just do that thing where you just kind of like tap your lip that brass what's so special about it what no, 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 there's nothing special about these little trinkets. Just something I stole off some some poor folk on the sea. Well, you're giving it an awful lot of attention for it to basically mean nothing. So you won't mind if we take it. He uh he recoils at the idea. Um, Ricky, since it, this has been pointed out to you, uh, would you you like to make any kind of uh, role on uh? Sure, buddy. I got a wicked occult roll if you want that. I figured that you do. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to uh, uh, add to it or anything that you'd like to do to stunt uh, the roll? Uh, I'm going to kind of walk up and just snatch the thing out of his hand without asking. Uh, shove and shove, Give him a shove back. Fucking deep wish. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to like hold the thing up in the light and look at it. Uh... You know, be be careful not to like unlock anything that's bad with some knowledge of uh, fighting creatures of darkness. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. I'll 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 give you two extra dice for that. Um, random point of order. Since I I assume uh, an eight succeeded, I gain a temporary investigation specialty to the profile. How would I? put that in there would it just be like length um, of pirate <laughs> you now have a temporary investigation specialty for lintha basically if you're until you replace that per that charm you now have an extra die when dealing with lintha for investigation purposes cool i got a i got i think it was nine successes there buddy y- you do in fact have nine successes there the symbol itself looks like a wave crashing onto a building. The building itself also appears to be on fire. Um, it is basically one half of it is fl- uh, of the brass medallion is flowing like water. And then the other half is more set in stone, uh, almost like stonework has been done on it. It is extraordinarily intricate and definitely not Definitely not something that most mortals could accomplish. With as good of a role as that you had on that, you can immediately recognize this as the symbol of Kimberly. Oh, no. I don't know who that is. Kimberly is one of the... One of the trapped Yozi who live in uh, the demon city of Malpheus. Um, it is a it is something that in the uh, the history that the Immaculate Order taught you when that you were trying to become a monk. Uh, they taught you that the anathema uh, that tried to take over the world afterwards were the people who threw these demon lords into hell and imprisoned them. And the title of this being is Kimberly, the sea that marched against the flame. 
pretty metal. So is it just a medallion or is it special in any way? Knowing about magic and everything and having uh, the ability to see spirits, you can tell that it is just a medallion, but it is specifically a medallion of a Yozy Lord of Malpheus. Okay. Ricky's going to kind of chuckle. <laughs> hey, you sick fucks. You never learn. Shit's already beaten. I'm going to toss the shit back at him. Fucking pathetic. So, what position do you hold within, I guess, your crew? Because... I'll just kind of turn their head. You, uh, you don't carry yourself like the rest of them. Because you're still alive. I'm just a, I'm just a lowly cabin boy. There to sate the urges of the matriarch Wintha. Yeah, just a sad, pathetic fuck. That's you. I'd like to roll a presence to like get him riled up and pissed off. All right. Uh, I guess. Manipulation and presence? Okay. I was just gonna say, I don't believe you. I think I might have a charm for this, but I don't feel like looking it up, so I'm just gonna roll base. Three successes. That definitely beats his resolve. So you're trying to get him riled up, right? Yeah, I'm trying to, like, get him, get him hot under the collar and, like, make him lose his cool to maybe, like, if he happens to be lying, to to make him, like, drop the act. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, so basically, to break down what that you've just done to this guy, since I know that we're all kind of getting used to the system here, what that you've just done is a uh, technically is an inspire role in which that you have given him a minor intimacy of uh, of anger at you, um, which now makes him easier to manipulate. Basically, your your intention was to make him angry, so you know you you have done this. Bristles under uh, hot under the collar as that you as that you get him to kind of kind of just like at this boiling point, and then he uh, he just kind of barks out, "Ah, fuck you, you fucking land lovers!" Oh, oh what's wrong? The hot under the collar, bud? Huh? What's wrong? Hmm. You you are a bitch. You're right, but I don't think you're telling the truth. Try again. Hey, huh? get out get out of here, you fucking sand eaters. Ooh, real fancy. Hey, uh, y'all are fucking pathetic, by the way, just so we're clear. Now, you might want to stop being an old tough guy, but we'll rip your fucking knees off. Come on. I've had I've had worse done to me on the Lintha Island. Nah, I bet you injure it, sick fuck. Hmm, the Lintha Island. Interesting. So you're not just some simple cabin person? No, of course not. That was my vessel. I summoned that fucking worm. That bitch worm that got fucking crushed to pieces like I fucking blinked my eyes. Oh, you summoned it. So does that mean that you know sorcery? Nah, he's too fucking stupid. Of course I know sorcery. How How else do you summon a demon from Malpheus itself? I don't know. Why don't you tell me? Maybe he just jacked himself off enough times into the fucking sea. Maybe that's what he did. He just figured it out all of a sudden. All right, this guy's gonna lunge at you, Tyler. Oh, please. <laughs> do it. Arms and everything are not going to be able to do anything to you, but he's going to just try and bite you. Okay. Is, point of clarification, wasn't Divine, like, holding on to him? Or am I misremembering that? I mean, I got an arm around his shoulder. Yeah, uh, you guys are going to basically have, like, a lot of help to stop him. But, like, he's he's still going to try it. <laughs> I mean, I'm also going to let him go because I want to watch Ricky beat the shit out of him. But, yes, my arm is there. All right, Tyler. Uh, how are you? Uh, he's coming in to bite you. What are you going to try and do? I'm just going to, like, plant my staff on the ground and, like, lean my head back to, like, Matrix dodge him really, really, like, sauntily and, like, just, like, swerve out of the way. All right. So that is a... Uh, so that is an evasion stunt. So uh, increase your evasion by one. I believe that puts it at six. He comes nowhere close. After I like lean my head back, can I just headbutt him in the fucking mouth? Yeah, sure. Uh, Dex and athletics, I guess, to hit. Okay. <laughs> or do you think that this is uh, maybe part of your uh, golden janissary training? Uh, you know, as cool as that would be, I would venture to say that headbutting somebody's teeth out of their face isn't trained in the training of my monastery, uh, demon fighting martial art. 
So I'll just roll athletics and dex. I was going to say, I don't know, man. We did. There was that headbutt chamber in the 35 chambers of Shaolin. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? What do you want me to use? No, that sounds, that, I, I believe that a, a monks knowing that they have to go up against creatures of darkness that will use any means necessary to take you down would also be trained to do the exact same thing. Dope. So martial arts and decks? Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> Look at all those fucking tens. Roll your strength plus six in damage. Luckily my strength isn't colossally high. Until I roll, you know, three more tens. There is a resounding crash of bone hitting teeth as that uh your head comes down and smacks and and smashes into his jaw. Uh there are a few teeth knocked loose and he stumbles back into divine. Uh he looks dazed, confused, and uh definitely won't be chewing on no steak for a couple weeks. Hey, make sure you shake his head out there, Divine. Don't want him to choke on his own teeth. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Is he, uh, does he appear, like, knocked the fuck out, or just dazed and confused? Dazed and confused. Lucky, luckily you didn't knock him out, or else, uh, you know, you'd have to carry him, but... Anyways, I'm gonna roll him over and pat his back to, like, do the slight Heimlich to knock any teeth that he may have tried to swallow, uh, out onto the ground, and then look at him in. Like I said, bud, you can, uh, you can talk to me or you can continue trying to talk to him. So, uh, those are your two options. Or, or we just let Elion have her way and... There. Their way, and, uh, yeah. Ricky's might be scary, but they terrify me, so, uh, you can find out. It's a gamble. I like gambling. You want to gamble? I didn't catch your name, but I did provide you with options. And you are choosing what could perceivably be the more difficult one. Linsa never... Linsa never surrendered. Death before dishonor. Noted. However, you're still useful, so no death at the moment. Captain uh, Desert Bloom uh, turns to the rest of you, uh, smoking on their pipe. That long, three-foot-long pipe that uh, is exuding a uh, nice cherry smell currently. Well then, dears, uh, now that you're done playing with your toy, do y'all want to? Uh, would you like me to wrap him up as a gift, and uh, maybe we can present him to some someone for something, and we can continue on with the tour then? Yeah, I suppose. He's fucking gowmine shorted, surrender though. Oh, that it, that it did, Ricky, my boy. That it did. Yeah, I'm done. I was hoping he could be a little more useful, but yeah, we we can always come back to him later. I'm sure he's got what? Yeah, he's got three more teeth. Ricky can knock out his tongue works. He'll be alright. Then he can't talk. It's not practical. Fucking sand eaters. Fuck oh, we can eat something, can't we? Fucko, you can't eat shit anymore. Tooth as fuck. I think it'd be better to just bundle him up and let's keep going. Well, yes. Don't uh, do all. Do any of you have anything for it? I have something. I have something for it. If you all don't, don't worry about that. When the captain asks about something to like, I guess bundle him up or tie him up or whatever, I'm just gonna pull off one of the scarves I would be wearing around. As part of, like, my clothing, it kind of looked like part of my shirt when I said it was, like, a sheer shirt. It's actually, like, a wrap scarf thing. I pull it off and hand it to him and just say, here, you can use this. They give you a uh, a slight bow of the head and look over the material of the scarf and just go, My, my, Ferris, this is quite the, quite the scarf. You sure you want to use this? I could add it to my collection if you don't mind. Are you sure you want to use this for this? piece of trash i have more at home if you wish to keep it afterwards you're more than welcome to well then i'll certainly keep that in mind and maybe i'll get the opportunity to treasure it thank you so much and uh desert bloom is going to uh using way too intricate knots uh wrap them uh wrap the lintha up and then uh basically 
look between you all and then with one of their healed feet is going to kick the Lintha stumbling towards uh, Kathak Akoki, who has been uh, keeping very quiet in uh, after the combat. Ugh. You want me to? Yes, 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 please just uh, carry that for us. Good. You're, you're good for something, you big lug. Now, come on, friends. Let's go explore Chiroskiro. Ah. Oh, sorry about all the, you know, considering all the uh, escort and everything, I guess that was a bit of ruckus. My apologies. You know, as much as it is fun to talk shit, Ricky does realize that he has a job and wants to appear like he's doing his job, not just talking shit for fun. Uh, Ferris will just put her hand up in like a dismissive way with a, with a grin and just be like, no, no, it was uh, a little entertaining there for a bit. Yeah. Well, then, hopefully this is a sign of things to come uh, with entertainment and all. So then, where would you all like to go to get something to uh, wind down after that? I know a great place that serves a great curry and tea. Eh, yeah, the fuckstick's okay. I'm assuming I know who's talking, who they're talking about. They were referring to the Desert Basilisk. His food was pretty all right today. So, yeah, sounds good to me. Food sounds great. Excellent, excellent. And we'll uh I'm sure that I'm sure that they won't mind uh coming there. After all, it is uh one of the safe houses for the clan. So, uh they Okay, so question. How many of you are getting on onto Lucille? Uh how many people can Lucille fit? Uh comfortably probably three. You know, if uh if you want I do got a horse if I wanted to speed it up a little bit. Elion's going to look at Ferris. Why don't you uh, ride on Lucille? You're the guest. As nice as that sounds, I uh, would much prefer my feet on the ground. Thank you. Alrighty then. And uh, I guess uh, Ricky will hop on Lucille and just like gallop, not gallop, but like trot alongside everyone as we go. Uh, everybody who wants to uh, basically, uh, so the, the party moves forward. Ricky on Lucille trotting forward and kind of making a way through the uh, through the crowd, uh, the crowds that have gathered after the combat and also into the main marketplaces back towards the the desert basilisk. Everybody else moves on their feet or their own different uh, form of transportation. Uh, And bringing up the back is Catholic Akoki with the Wintha captain over one shoulder. And finally, trailing in the very, very back is a lazy desert bloom who, while that you all weren't looking, blew a great big ring of smoke and is now floating upon it. Uh, as that you all trot forward and desert bloom basically just lounges about. Ah, yes, well, for Divine and Ferris, as that you all are newcomers in our grand city, and you can hear this mutter of asshole from uh, Akogi behind him, as this guy is basically ignoring uh, the uh, the other captain in, in, or in their midst. Uh, over here, you can see the, uh, the old city. Uh, there's, uh, they're basically, like, pointing up at uh, literal... 50 to 200 story skyscrapers that are here. Uh, Some of them uh, at the tops of them seem to be cut away as if some great weapon centuries ago had cut through it like a sword through hot butter. Others stand at their full height and still others have broken floors standing out around them. But you can see uh, vaguely through the glass that there are people still living within. Over there, uh, in the corner, we have the Tricon's Palace. Uh, the, that's the leader of the city. Don't piss him off. Uh, and then over here, where that you can see the giant golden glow coming from behind the... And then over there, behind all the large buildings, is the Field of Gold. Don't go there in the afternoon. You will die. Unless you're like a fire aspected. Or then Desert Bloom looks over to, uh, to Lucille. Or a fire horse. <laughs> Uh, you guys continue through, uh, eventually passing a large wall uh, that then leads out into the older city where that uh, things are smaller by a 
by a large factor. They are basically, if anything is like a, a big building here is about four stories tall. There is rarely anything uh, bigger than that. And as you guys go through, everything just kind of fade. It doesn't fade out so much as uh, you can see merchants hawking their wares. And every now and again, you'll see a shady alley where that someone is conducting uh, business. Um, from time to time, as that the sun is starting to go down, as this is a rather large city, so getting through at a uh, at a decent pace does take some time. Um, as the sun is beginning to go down, you are starting to notice that there are a few areas where that the sun is not touching, and there are some odder-looking denizens, uh, people who, for living in a desert, are way too pale, and people who seem out of, in the wrong age, essentially. But eventually you do make it to the one of the few safe zones for the criminal family in the uh, in the city. Uh, you make it to the desert basilisk. All right. Now, everyone, this is the uh, this is the desert basilisk. This is one of the safe houses that is run by uh, one of our sister clans uh, or I'm sorry, one of our sister families, the Izoth clan. He's not the family. Shit. I keep mixing clan and family up. Ricky's just going to take out his, uh, his staff and like knock on the table a couple times loudly. Mename! You can hear uh, as you guys uh, go inside. Uh, it is bustling and uh, loud. And there is one table that uh, has a reserved uh, sign on it. Um, and as it Ricky goes over to it and uh, hits it with his staff and yells out for his friend, there is a loud. There is a uh, call from from the kitchen. Are you back already, Ricky? Did you get those spices I asked for? No, no you didn't ask me for no spices. Hey, we got company. Hey, come on. You got company. Yeah, important business and all. Come on. Uh, Wait, not yet. Minami uh, peeks out and immediately locks eyes with uh, with Akoki, and a knife goes flying and pins itself to the wall right by the guy's head. Holy shit! Hey, what what was that about? What did I what did I fucking tell you, Akoki? You come back in here with that stinky ass Catholic blood again, and I and your fucking cousin owes me so much. I imported so much fucking coffee from the East, and you said that it was going to sell, and it didn't fucking sell at all. It was just drugs. <laughs> Slumps into a seat and leans back, grabs a drink, and, like, watches the show. So, wait, are you, are you saying that you couldn't sell drugs? I can I can sell drugs on on my drug time. This is cooking time. This is a legitimate business. Yep, looks uh, looks looks real legitimate to me. Where you throw knives at incoming guests from out of town, super legitimate business. Yep, Ricky, who's your smart mouth friend? Ah, uh, he he came with the came with the escort. Uh, Divine is his name. He's real good at that talking thing. All right, all right. So, uh, okay, so Desert Bloom, Catholic asshole, Elian, and uh, dude over Catholic asshole is is that your boyfriend, Akoki? Uh, and uh, who's the who's the lady? Well, this is the uh, this is the tyrant sister. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ferris is just gonna awkwardly wave. Wait, wait. Yeah. Uh, Elian's just going to kind of lean over to Ferris. You get used to it eventually. Listen, uh, Ricky, I I know the monks did did a real number on you over in the lap, but uh, that is definitely not Resh Falar. Huh? 
Brendan, so, I'm assuming that's one of my older siblings. That is the twin sister of Resh Bolar. As in the matriarch Resh Folar? Uh Yes, as in the matriarch Resh Folar. Okay, that's that's what I thought. I'm trying to, like, remember everything. No, no, you're totally fine. I know that, like, there's a lot of names to remember for this. That's why they are the only NPCs that I'm making that aren't, like, random people that you guys find that you guys decide are important. I'm also, like, trying to, like, slowly introduce them. I'm just gonna frown and just, uh, look at him with, like, a narrowed eyes. That's my older sister. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm not the asshole here. You're the asshole here, guy. This would be the tyrant's little sister. Uh, excuse me, excuse me, ma'am. I, I had no idea that he had another little. Uh, that he had a little sister. I only knew about the twin. We don't get a whole lot of. Uh, we get news, but only like the like like the accounting reports, not necessarily the. Uh, the goings and happenings of, like, the social circle down here in Cheroscuro. That's okay, that's okay. But yes, I am I am the, the youngest of the group. Alright, fantastic. Well, it's nice to meet you. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm Minami uh, Waidao. Uh, this is my restaurant. Uh, we serve curry, tea, spices. Uh, Every now and again, we'll get a random beast from the desert uh, that, that we cook. By the way, uh, if you all ever... I'm looking for a new thing that I wanted to try, but it, if you all ever find yourself in need of something to test your metal against, I really am looking forward to trying to cook a furnace rhino. I assumed you'd be looking for coffee based on your previous statement. No, no, nobody in the South likes coffee. That's a bold assumption. Well, it's it's too hot. People just don't enjoy it. We're already hot as it is with the desert so close by. Then what's the difference between coffee and tea? Yes, but tea's a traditional drink that you can enjoy with your friends. Also, it tastes a little better cold. Is coffee not? You know, honestly, I've never thought to try coffee cold. You know, you should. Uh, that might be a good market. You could get into that. Maybe it's good. What do, I, what do I know? Well, if you all can find me something to uh, freeze the water around here and turn it to ice, then sure thing, I'd be willing to try. That's, that's like the opposite of my job. Well, if you come across something, let me know. Anyway, uh, the table's ready for you. Uh, whatever you all want to eat, uh, I'm going to put this on the asshole's bill. Oh, yeah. Hey, can I get a bowl of sand? Yeah. You know what? I'm not going to question this. Sure. Oh, is there a room in the back I could use? That might be excessive, Ricky. Nah, 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 nah. It'll be fine. Uh, in the back? No. But if you wanted to use the office on the third floor, sure thing. Yeah, we'll we'll take a we'll take a new, a new friend up there after we. Manami, how badly do you want that office potentially messed up? Ah, no. I'm just trying to show them our, our local cuisine. You know, sand. Manami, how badly do you potentially want that room messed up? Manami, Manami, Manami understands. He was talking mad shit how we're all sand eaters and garbage. Ah, I'll show him a fucking sand eater. You don't need teeth to fucking eat sand. You know, honestly, mm, I don't have to clean it up, and it is scheduled for uh, in two days with the uh, with the Baronados coming in. Uh, so if you want to mess it up as much as you want, and then we can just blame it on them, that sounds fantastic. Neat. If you still need information from him, I would recommend not uh, feeding him sand. Oh, no, it's not information. He's just being an asshole. That's it. No, I'm saying if, you, if you're going to shove sand down his throat, he might not survive it, considering his current condition. Mm. Well, you know, if the, if the visitor says not to, then I guess I won't. Very well. Uh, for the record, uh, when the... Minami mentions the uh, Baronados. Um, you all know that him and his family do not like them. Uh, and they are also a branch family of the 
Goesatara family, which is the one that you all are a part of. They're basically like the sub family. So they're, so they're like the rowdy cousins, pretty much. Uh, yeah, more or less. The guy who uh, the guy who runs it until about a year ago was actually a member of the uh, a member of the family that you guys are a part of. I was just saying, are you talking about Claw Strider? Uh, yes. The current guy who is the Claw Strider advisor, uh, Baronado Jalin, is the uh, is the leader of the Baronado family. Thank you all for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, why not give us a follow on Twitter for more updates as to when we'll be releasing episodes. You can also give us a like or review on your podcast app of choice. Just a few quick button clicks and you can help us defeat the dreaded algorithm boss. The theme song for this game was Main Theme by Alexander Nakarada, copyright 2019, used under a Creative Commons license. And hey, for making it this far, I saw that cool thing you did, so have some stunt dice. Uh, yeah, let's go with presence and wit. I, I would say that was pretty. Uh, well, I have you can do charisma too if you want. But I would I would say that that was pretty charismatic. I'd say uh, Um, what you only used? Um, you only used uh, what's it called kind of charms? Um, martial arts charms, or did you use anything with? Uh, oh, I used so I used a couple presence charms. Uh, what? What? Uh, what was the elemental word that was associated with them? Oh, fire. Okay, then. Okay, yeah, so you are actually in fire aura. Wouldn't lightning do more damage in the water? Technically, yes. Water do be a superconductor. You guys remember that 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 swell, dreary time when Cody said he wasn't going to be a combatant? <laughs> Dude, I am totally not a combatant. I jumped in at the end of the fight after everything was handled. Yeah. I can't take a punch. Please talk again, just so we can make sure. Hello, hello. Hodag, Hodag, Hodag. Yeah, no, you're not muted this time. I am asking to be an asshole. You got Tyler unmuted, Brendan? Uh, do, you I... him, do you want him to mute me? Is that what you want? Yeah. Probably don't want to hear me talking anyway. I feel legitimately bad about that. Don't be. Man, it's okay. It happened. I'm biased. I like hearing you talk. I don't. Makes sense. That's what I said. I'm biased. I'm totally not biased one bit. Hey, I can see Brendan creeping in my document. I was just double checking to make sure that I didn't miss uh, anything from my own game. Not that I miss a whole lot anymore since, you know. I mean, I don't always get the best notes sometimes. Like, sometimes it's literally, here's this random sentence that hopefully I'll remember what this relates to the thing for. I mean, I would assume I've been studying them throughout this conversation. Oh, definitely. I'm just I'm just letting you know for uh, for future uh, for future no, events. So you can't just so you can't just like walk in and be like, I profile this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy and be like, you you can pick one after five minutes. Okay. Yay. Now I feel like I'm contributing because investigation is one of my specialties. All right. Hey. Holy crap. This dice roller is. Way better than the one we used to use. I'm loving it. I want to go back to the other one. No. No more botched medicine rolls that I spent my character around only to fuck up. Please. Alright, give me just one second to look up a specific name, and then you are good. And then I will uh, reveal to you this stuff. I've got more questions, but I wanted to get the, the brass thing out of the way. More questions for the, the dude, anyways. I guess you can say that you want to get down to brass tacks. Uh, I mean, that's my job. Oh, come on. That one was okay. It was not bad. The brass medallion that you see before you, Ricky, is a... It looks like it is a... Uh, using that, that green, that weird green brass, it appears as a symbol of a... Uh, the symbol itself is... I'm trying I'm trying to think of how to describe this because I have it in my head, but like it's not Oh, I was so close. I put marches instead of marched. 
there, there's a part of me that wants to use brother against brother insinuation. But I don't think that works as well as I want it to work. What is that Looking a uh, board. Oh, wait. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, it instills a negative tie. Wait. Makes an instill roll to either weaken a positive tie towards a character that belongs to a culture or social group as her target, or instills a negative tie towards such character. In addition, targets cannot draw on intimacies towards the culture or group. Okay, so it doesn't do it against the group itself. It would be like, if there was another Lintha over there, I could be like, hey, fight your buddy. He said he fucked your mom. So, never mind. Definitely not trying to go back to get get that character actual time. Right. Large Buildings is the... uh... My brain immediately forgot what it was called. 